Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and I very narrowly avoided singing She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain because this week with my dear friend Sarah, we're going to be talking about Ardennes. Oh, well, we're not going to be talking about... Yes, we are going to talk about Ardennes. Oh my God, Ardennes, the first Ardennes week, Dan. I know. It's like, yeah. Anyway, that is skipping a little bit ahead. We've got a, a, a fair bit of racing that has already happened to cover. But yeah, we're getting into the Hilly Classics, kids, and it's going to be fun. Oh, and, and, and we can at least watch Amstel Gold uh, tomorrow. Uh, a bit of it live. Let's say 40 minutes of it live. Which is definitely more than we got to see last year. So, you know, Yay. Well, last year it didn't exist. Now, you see, this is a really, really interesting thing because I've just been at the Energy Walk Tour. I was at the... I did the... The Healthy Aging Tour, as it's known these Healthy, days. Fuck. <laughs> damn it. Bugger. Um, so we, I was at the Ronde van Vlaanderen um, doing the TV, com- TV, commentary, TV commentary. And then I went up to the Healthy Aging Tour to do uh, live race tweeting. Um, but it had live... Um, it had it had all the stages live right from the beginning. Yes, which was really really interesting. I uh, yeah, look, it, I mean, this tour, this race, um, is volunteer run and organised. It's a phenomenal race in terms of a whole bunch of things, including the fact that they put on uh, juniors racing around the same courses um, on the same day sort of thing and and you know particularly as a I, i'm super impressed that it's it's a volunteer run effort like it's hard work organizing something this big and this complex then adding live coverage into the mix is just awesome but it's also one of those ones that just it also winds me up a bit when then you know christian prudhomme is like oh well you know we'll we'll have a women's perry roubaix maybe but you know we've got to take our time with it because it's not just easy to put this shit together and it's like no it's not but hey <laughs> Have you yeah, seen yeah. this group of people over by... here who can do it? Like, yeah, I mean, at once, I mean, it's a hard race to work a uh, healthy aging tour because you're not, you know, you're doing, you literally go juniors, um, stop, runaway elites. Um, oh, holy shit! I've got to get to the place where the elites are starting. Oh my god, you know, and you you just start. So you start unfeasibly early, and then you just go. You work all the way through. And I didn't go out in the team cars because oh my, I would have died. Yeah. But you know, so at least so at least when they're on laps, you can go. Okay, right now I can go to the toilet. Now I can go. <laughs> now I can now I can hunt up a bottle of water because it's... I haven't drunk for two hours. Yeah, and and now the... I can put my suntan cream on and stuff. <laughs> Little extras of logistics that that you know we don't often understand are going on from behind the scenes. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's really really hard. But then also, healthy aging tour this year started with. A double stage, like they always have a double stage. It's five yeah, stages with um, six, sorry, five, six stages over five days. Yeah, yeah. But, but usually they it's like stage four or five, isn't it, where they do the double header? Yeah, so. in the middle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So having the double right off the bat was like, whoa, you know, very, very confronting. Um, well, especially when they have the junior race in the middle. <laughs> I mean, but but again, oh. again, like I get that, and I appreciate it, and I'm impressed as hell by it, and and then I'm just, I just want to round in in utter like this is why I wish I was fluent in French so that I could really 
tear Christian Prudhomme a new one in French. Like, just really lay it out on him, you know, and just in that really sort of sexy way of, like, you know, I, I, this is how I assume it works in French, is that, like, you don't even actually just swear at someone like you do in, in English. You you just say things like, I'm so disappointed and let down, and then smoke a cigarette, and, and that's actually <laughs> the worst thing that you can say to them. Um, no, no, no. You, you, you raise. You, you. He, he does his spiel about how, yeah, yeah. One day there'll be a women's Paris Roubaix, and then you just, you just smoke your jetain. You just take a puff of your jetain. You just raise one eyebrow and go, oh, really? <laughs> well, see, I'm not fluent in French. I'm not even English level fluent in French, so I, I have to take your word for it. But the point being, like, you're the fucking ASO. Like, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't brag to the world all year round that you are the best race organizer in the world and run the best race in the world, and then not be able to provide coverage of and and put on one more race. Like, you're well, either fucking good at it or not. Like, <laughs> they can they can manage they can manage a junior men's race. Yeah. And, a, and an under 23 men's race. And this is the thing, I mean, in America as well, American race organizers, every time they hear this, are just sitting there going, what the fuck? Because, you know, it's just standard that your American race has, um, I mean, when you look at their nationals, for example, they have nationals for like a thousand categories on the same day. Yeah. And you look at their, you look at the, the, the races that they have, um, or where they'll just have, okay, so we're having a full weekend of racing and we're also having. Uh, 25 different other races on the Friday and 25 other different races on the Saturday and maybe only 20 races on the Sunday it's because they're they're kind of well because it's the Lord's just, Day so of course yeah yeah because you know they're Americans mm. and they just go big yeah. Wah, go big go yeah. big USA every, every race is the size of Texas it's just how it works over yeah. there um, or old Kentwell Belgem, who meant, and now Kentwell Belgem did it in a slightly different way, but they had seven races on the same day. Yeah, yeah. And so this is the thing, I just can't accept anyone these days who tries to get away with the, oh, it's complicated and it takes time. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, no, it, it, it doesn't. And yes, it, it is complicated, but apparently you're meant to have experience in doing this as a business, so fucking do it. But don't you think it's hilarious as well that he's saying, oh, yeah, it's complicated and it takes time, as if this is the first time he's ever considered having a women's Paris-Roubaix? Well, okay. I do no, no, I do, ha- I do have to. I do have to defend him on that particular point because I'm pretty sure it is the first time he's considered having a women's <laughs> Paris-Roubaix. So anyway, uh, enough about that. Let's get back to something fun like the Healthy Aging Tour. So the Healthy Aging Tour, it's a regional tour, and so there are some interesting things about it. It's held in the, the Groningen province, which is right in the north of the Netherlands, um, and the last stage is on Borkum, one of the German Wadden Islands. And being right in the north of the Netherlands, they are somewhat hill-challenged. This is the province next to Drenthe, and we all know that the only hill in the Ronde van Drenthe is a man-made hill out of landfill. Well, to be, to be fair, that's also the only known hill in the Netherlands. Everything else is a climb no, no, out no, of no, a no, canal. No, 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 because we do have the Valkenberg, the, the, the Limburg hills, the, the Ardennes, Dan. We are going to be talking about the Ardennes later, which are the Dutch hills. They're just right down in the bottom part of the country. So, I mean, it, most, most a lot of the Netherlands was either reclaimed from the sea or swampland that's been... Um, that's been engineered over centuries and centuries so that it can be used as far used as farmland so it's so most of the, you know somewhat somewhat some, talking about this about vikings where they're vikings in the netherlands it's like well there wasn't really much of the netherlands a viking time so you know so it's it's uh it's an interesting country and groningen is pretty much completely flat 
like there was something like in six stages there was something like um five meters of climbing maximum and to the point where going over a bridge over a canal is 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 suddenly is is a huge hill suddenly suddenly that's the queen of the mountains so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's it's um in in borkham the hill is when you go up onto the prom onto the promenade that's been built above the sea <laughs> so, yeah so it's not and that's difficult because a lot of the landscape looks the same and a lot of the um racing looks the same because it's because you know if you're if you're running a regional race what can you do you can't import well i mean i guess if we were in um qatar or 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 abu dhabi or somewhere like that we could maybe get slaves to build a hill for us but yeah let's not do that though okay cool yeah so yeah so it's all completely flat but what we had this year i mean and if there's no wind it's devastating because literally what you go to healthy aging tour energy walk to as was is for practice in riding in the wind yes yes indeed now we had stunning 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 weather this week like un- unseasonable weather but we did have wind which is awesome so we did have some fantastic echelon action it wasn't as much as um as much as uh as, as as we've seen in previous years but we did have some classic healthy aging tour moments um what you'd go for you, in healthy aging tour is the first attack go the first break goes at kilometer five yeah. <laughs> it, it, i swear there's some kind of hidden like peloton drinking game behind that you know where like the first team to attack gets a drink bought for them by every other team or something like yeah it, it, it's like the, the attacks are so unreasonably early it's like yeah 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 anyway it's awesome it, it is it is awesome and it's and it's also we've had i mean it used to be the first european stage race of the year but now we have setmana classica valenciana so setmana Ciclista valenciana um but it's very important for the dutch um, it's very important for sponsors and especially going into our dens week it's important where it sits in the calendar now it suffered a little bit this year because and it's going to suffer in the future because in the past whereas let's just say two years ago there were something like six classics um six major six major classics yep and you could ride so a top rider could ride the six major classics and the health and the energy walk tour as was maybe they'd then rise ride elsie jacobs then they'd take their break yeah exactly yeah? that would be a nice you know solid block of racing and then time to have a bit of a break and and prepare a new build up for another block of racing yeah and that was and that's been it's really interesting how very quickly we've changed. Now we talked before about the races being longer, and one of these, one of the stages at Healthy Aging Tour was like 156 kilometers, yep. which is huge. Yep. And and so it used to be that, that that riders would pick, you know, you'd pick. Okay, so maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm going to. Maybe the top riders would pick Le Samin and um, uh, let's say Payo Hills Classic. And, and and races like that yep. but they but this but in the future they're just not going to be able to because it's exhausting you go um omelette Neusblad, which isn't world tour but it starts the season Stra and this is every week so you go strade next week is drenta acht and ronda van drenta i'm um, okay maybe you can take drenta acht up next week is trofeo alfredo binder yep. next week then you've got dwarves 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 landeren midweek yep. which isn't world tour but it's important then the next then on the next saturday you've got this next weekend you've got Kent with elgem then midweek you've got payot hills payot yep. hills 
Then on the next weekend, you've got Ronda Van Blanderen mm-hmm. and GP Dottenye. Then you've got Energy Walker Tour. Then there's a. Uh, then the next weekend is Amstel Gold, Flesh Wallon in midweek, and uh, and the Age. And the, the age. Yeah. That is a major week. So they've been basically having a major race every weekend since the end of February to the to the end of to the last week in April. Yep. Yeah, and now the other the other key part of that, then, as you've already um, touched on, is that there's also quite a bit of variety in the style of those races, and so the combination yes. of how many races there are on now, but also the fact that um, when there were fewer races, like you say, it was easier for the strong women of the peloton to to be strong across all of them. There's room because of the number of races for more specialization to start to come into the peloton and for tactics yeah. to change because we can we can now favor different riders to to target mini blocks within that larger block of racing. Yeah, and so for the sprinters, for example, the Ardennes Classics shouldn't be shouldn't be good for them. So they can come out to the uh, Healthy Aging Tour. Mm. But it's interesting that, for example, Anna van der Blegger was 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 there at Healthy Aging Tour. That might not happen next year if it's not a if, yeah. it's not, if it doesn't if it doesn't become World Tour, because actually it might be that you know Wiggle High Five weren't there, for example. Um, Orica Scott weren't there, although some of their although Annemiek van Vleuten rode like two stages, three yep. stages. With a, with the Dutch national team, so already the rate this already health aging tour is suffering a little bit because it's not got you know it used to have all but one of the major teams. Sure, I mean, and and I, I take your point, and it's definitely like I can I can agree with a little bit, but part of the the hope that I have or, or optimism that I have is that as we sort out over the next maybe two years. Um, more of of this sort of new um expanded calendar um i think i think this race will find its its natural level again and it's still going to be a very high level i think um you know the quality of the racing didn't suffer you know and no not at all in and exactly and so i think i think we're going to start to see um as teams realize that they can well, almost. I mean, I don't want to suggest anyone will go to the lengths of, um, for example, Quick Step in men's racing. But you know, you know how they were known as the classics team. You know, there's yeah. going to be teams that can really set themselves up for things like that, and they're going to target different parts of the the racing, and and it's going to think, I think, be quite interesting because it will also then create an opportunity for this sort of intermediate tier of teams that we don't have correctly defined yet in women's racing. Um, on slightly more sure footing, I think too, because these these types of races become even bigger opportunities when they're not yes, fighting the entire exactly. elite women's peloton. You know, and yeah, yeah. And of course, healthy aging tour had had an has an advantage in that it was completely live streamed. Mm. Now they did this before in 2015, but they didn't do it last year. And they and it's a choice that they made, but they paid for it to be completely live streamed, which is really fascinating because it's a good quality stream yep. it had a helicopter the entire way through the race now if you're in a car which i was on one stage and you're chasing a race like trying to work out where they are and you can just look up in the sky and see where the helicopter is does help that helps in ways but just having a helicopter all the time is yeah is is something 
unprecedented. I don't think there's another race where they've had a, a helicopter all the way through. Um, again, I, I love I, I love that it is these races that lift the bar, consistently lift the bar and actually make it, you know, it's, it's, it's partly providing better coverage for their own race, which is awesome, but it is also sort of a bit of a challenge to everyone else. Like, come on. We did it. Yeah, yeah, and, and they do it, and they love it. And I've got Ty, Ty Stondhuis, who's the race director for the Healthy Aging Tour. He absolutely loves it, because they're not just putting on an elite race, they're putting on a juniors race, they're yep. putting it on live. And I said, Sarah, does the, does the Aviva Women's Tour have a helicopter? <laughs> I can see we need to add this to a category, as a category to our end of year awards. Races that had helicopters for the whole race. Well, also race, race, race directors that are a little bit smug about how their race. <laughs> well, yeah, we could do we could do most smug and most justifiably smug. Yeah, I mean, I it's always funny when you talk to the Dutch because they because Dutch in general this is a massive generalization i'm sorry if you're sitting there going no sarah you're completely wrong but you know what do you know you've been to the netherlands three times fuck off um but dutch people have this really like british people are supposed to have dry senses of humor right the dutch you just spend the first first couple of days just trying to trying to um get your sense of humor ometer on it because they're just they'll just say things completely straight faced this is just this a joke and you're like what what i don't oh you're joking of course thank you like there's no visual cues that they're, that they're taking the piss and it's really good fun and i enjoy it but it's like yeah i did fall for the buffalo bill joke the buffalo bill joke so st- can't even believe i'm admitting this in public it's so embarrassing um <laughs> i'm so sorry um so stage two is in buffalo and right. they're like oh yeah that's it's, it's the home place of, of buffalo bill who home place of home... <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> you fell for that <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's why he's called buffalo bill because he's born in buffalo <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's the worst slash best ever! Oh my goodness! No, <laughs> I'm so ashamed. I'm so ashamed. I have to be penitent by telling you all and take oh, my punishment wow. by you all sitting there going, "Oh my god, Sarah!" <laughs> wow. I mean, we've long established that U.S. geography is not your strong suit, um, but. <laughs> But wow, that's like, whew. All right. Well, look, this race is already one of my favorites of the year for that alone. So <laughs> we haven't even, well, this is classic us. We've been going for like 15 minutes. And we haven't even talked about the actual racing yet. So we should. So um... we're not, I'm not. Okay. So all the racing is, you can see the full stages and the highlights on uh, podium.tv which is a tiny dutch um sports station that i think is only serves like a couple of the northern provinces so generally yeah. it's like the station that you go to for your live uh groningen football or exactly. your uh, live don't... volleyball or whatever so the key point is don't all go there at once we'll set up a schedule <laughs> and... <laughs> 
No, but they're better than. I mean, remember how every year for years. I mean, they've got it right now. But yeah. Arte Vedrenta, you you used to have to like like book your place on the Ronda Van Drenta stream yeah. because they didn't have enough uh, coverage, and they'd only you know if you got there too late, you're, you'd never get in. You'd never get on the stream. Yeah, but if yeah. you book if you but if you booked in your place early and yeah. stood in the queue for long enough, you'd you your stream would work. And or, or like Ronda Van Vlaanderen uh, last week yeah, where yeah. they completely messed up how many people would watch which is awesome um yeah so they have but no this is it's like a yeah. really good quality stream it's really it super is, you're sitting going and it was commentated by uh rick russian sorry about for not pronouncing his name who's their standard commentator and ira slappendale who's uh you know massive fan favorites former yeah. pro cyclist designer um got some really interesting plans afoot for the future um so uh iris so so, so. really quality coverage is the thing and and really quality coverage this is the thing that i said at the top but it really does you know uh, highlight to me and i'm just consistently impressed that the the healthy aging tour puts on such a comprehensive program run by volunteers and does it to such a high standard you know they they really are a phenomenal group of people yeah and and you get to see so the highlights that you get to see of the junior women are better than the highlights you get to see of 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 a lot of elite races. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 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 extraordinary, and it's also. I mean, I I obviously I was doing the social media, so I'm a little bit biased. But no. I stand by. I know I stand by. We did better social media for the junior women's race than a lot of elite races do themselves for their elite women. Right. Yeah. I, I I would agree with that. I mean, this is this is the thing. It it it's always been a hallmark of the way this tour is run, um, but it is it just bears. It, it's just worth noting because, particularly in contrast to, I, I think a lot of elite races actually psych themselves out and tell themselves that it's harder and that it's too yeah. hard. And the truth is, actually, you know, the single greatest factor in making these things happen is deciding to do them. Yes, and you know they asked me to do their so. I've, this is the third year I've done their social media, and obviously they've asked me for a reason. You know they've asked me because I'm good at it. They know I'm good at it. They know I'm passionate about it. They know I know how to do it. So you know they've they've gone for that thing of well we're putting on a women's race with social media. We'll get someone who's good at women's race social media to come and do it. And that's where one of those things where I'm always like slightly you know you look at like Kent with Elgeb or something and they're not they and you just wish Flanders Classics hire me to do your social media you don't even need to be in the race so and there are things that I've never seen so I, I get to sit in the jury bus at Healthy Aging Tour yep. which is something that you don't get to do in other races I've worked on you know worked on other races and the jury bus people are really lovely they're all you know they're all volunteers apart from you know there's a couple of UCI commissaires but you know it's the jury bus are people from the Dutch Federation who don't do this you know it's not like they, it's stuff that they do for love so yeah, when yeah. they finish, so for example at every lap end you get a they 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 they, they they get a print they print out which riders are where and they do this so that they can um work out who's still in the race um they can work out uh points for things like you know point the points classification and things like that but they just pass me that you know oh can i can i tweet that yeah of course you can tweet that so when it's a really complicated race and especially with the juniors where you can't watch it live and you're mm, trying to see mm. where someone is you can if i can tweet that yeah it's really helpful then that, yeah yeah, and, and so you have groups. This is the groups all over the road. This is exactly who's in which group. 
bang. Um, it does have a caveat. The caveat is that some plum riders have changed their bikes, so they're not on transponders. And there's something really lovely about being in a jury bus because you get to see how they deal with that. So I never knew this, but at the end of each stage, at the end of each stage, for example, they'll get the results come through on their screen, provisional results, mm-hmm. and then they have it on a slow mo replay in the bus, which they look at to. Um, so they can go through and actually count and make sure that there's no riders without transponders and things like that in there. Right, right. So they so, literally slow... So basically, slow-mo count, like, you know, we've got 120 finishes and 126 people cross the line, so we need to find six bikes kind of thing. Yeah, and, yep. and especially before they do the top 10, they look yep. at, especially around the top 10 and around the GC, they, sure, they, they yeah. especially look at the at the front of it. So it's like, okay, so... Yeah, there's yeah, there's you know we've got the results say for second, third, fourth, fifth. Yeah, but there's there's a rider who's gone through in seventh place, right? Who wasn't on the on the who, list, right? So okay, got to check that. But yeah, yeah. So then, so then they put her on the list. They put her on the list manually. So it's it's really and and because especially because it's got no hills, the healthy aging tour also has the um, uh, intermediate bonifications that count towards the. Um, the finish the, the 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 general classification so they check those as well like yeah. they'll just they'll, they, they so it's it's really interesting it's a race that you know i've worked a couple of i've worked worked a couple of races and i've never been in you know it's never you're never allowed anywhere near the jury bus in a standard race and i don't even know why they let me in in the first place i think it's because probably the first time i ever went in it was raining like really hard and i was just shivering and i couldn't find any results and someone said oh god sarah go into the jury bus and then of course once you've been in the jury bus one year you're in the jury bus forever so <laughs> oh, well there you go and they're and they're really kind as well like the um the there, there's two uci commissaires there's one commissaire for the juniors race and one commissaire for the elite race and we're sitting there looking at um because uh, the weather was really nice except for a couple of days when it wasn't and you're sitting at the end and you've got these you know, young girl, young young riders these junior riders who have finished the you know, they've been pulled out of the race or maybe they've crashed or whatever or and, and they're standing at the start finish line waiting for their swannies and you go, oh my god they're so cold and then it's like a, a dash who gets there first like you know <laughs> me or the uci commissaire i'll oh, come in come in and sit in the front of the bus because the bus is separated out into different parts yeah. come in and sit here into the front part where you know so they're not getting to see the backstage of the race but you know here's a blank you know there's a blanket in the jury bus specifically for wrapping cold riders in <laughs> and here, oh, here have a coffee yeah there's the the designated protect these poor little ducklings Area. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. yeah, yeah, because they're like little tiny birds that have fallen out of their nest, and they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not they're not what? quite fledged yet, and they're shivering, and they're yeah. and they look so and they look so lost and alone and forlorn because you know, look, I've 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 yeah. failed, I've, I've, just, I've, I've just crashed out of this trial, race, but you know, or whatever, yeah, 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 and and they don't know what to do because it's like the first time they've ever been in an elite race, and maybe their swannies a volunteer or whatever, and um, we did have a slight problem with the with the Kazakh riders because we couldn't speak to them like like with with the danes say you've got two danes danes are really easy because they speak better english than english people right and so you get your two danes in and then you dm the you dm kat marsal and say oh hey we've got your riders in the jury bus if you're looking for them and then then the and then kat will dm the the swanee and the swanee will come and find them but with the kazakh riders especially on the final stage when it was riders who've been pulled they were just left there at the start shiver 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 
you can't speak to them like you're literally miming mm. do you want a coffee and they look a bit a bit worried and you you know so you show them that you give them the coffee to smell and, and you point at them do you want a coffee and they go and then they nod their little heads because they suddenly understood yes yes <laughs> yes they would love a coffee and, and you point out the sugar and the milk and you you know you, yeah and then and then clever me realizes i can't talk to rush riders in russian but my phone can talk to riders in Russian. Ah, because you live in the future. I get it, yeah. Because <laughs> I live yeah. in the future. My tricorder yeah. has an instantaneous translation device on it, right? So you kind of like type and you say, okay, would you like to... And then you're like trying to work out, okay, I want to say the permanence is just up the road. Come into the permanence. It's much warmer. Um, what's the word for permanence? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, no idea. Um, headquarters. Do you want to come to the race headquarters? They look a bit worried. Um, you can sit down. It's warm. It's much nicer than here. Why don't you come? With, you know, it, and they're like, "Where is it?" And you, you, your phone says, "It's just up the road. It's just it's, see that building with the flag." And they're like, "Oh, yes, nod, nod, nod." <laughs> so, you, so you take them in, and you're like, "Okay, this is the permanence. Um, you can leave your bikes here. Uh, hit the toilets. If you follow the sign that says WC, that will take you to the toilets." Um, and then you sit them down, and they're like, oh, you know, nod, nod, thank you. And then uh, Daniela, I said, Daniela, Daniela, I've worked out how to talk to them. My phone can talk to them. She's the, uh, one of the race, she's the race founder. Daniela's like, oh, my goodness. And so her phone talks, and she says, do you want to have lunch? And gives them, like, a bag of, you know, one of the bagged-up lunches for volunteers. And <laughs> it's, this is cheese, and this is meat. And, you know, it's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Well, and once again, if you're just joining us, thank you for listening to our tech podcast about international translations. No, but it's it's really it's really difficult because with the juniors, you yeah, you just want to look after them. Well, like, and, I'm and probably... I think, look, I think that's a completely fair thing too because you're also keenly aware that you know they are new to this world. I mean, it's part of why um, you know races like Healthy Aging Tour putting on junior races is so important is because they don't get as many opportunities um but it it does also come then with that that higher overhead of you know these are riders who are not as familiar with how everything works they don't know who to ask they don't know what to look for even in some cases so you know it does make it challenging so yeah well look let's while we're talking juniors talk us through what uh what transpired for the juniors over the course of the race then so the juniors is a four-stage race. Yep. Um, they start and it's on the same roads and same same roads, same days as the elite women. So they had, for example, they didn't have this. They had part of the same uh, ITT course, but it was a very short IT co- ITT course. Because one of the other things that's very funny about this race is they try to, um, you know, like all races kind of are are are, are fudging, are are kind of trying to develop the outcome that they want. Yeah. So yeah. your course. All races do this, like every race does this, but it's particularly funny when you're in the healthy aging tour because they they just do um, some, uh, they do they they do they do all sorts of things like this. It's it's great. So they start off with an ITT and then they have three road stage road races. So for example, state their stage two in Buffalo, home of Buffalo Bill, um, was. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> So their stage in Buffalo is laps of the same course that the elite women are riding their TTT on, yeah. Yep. And then they go out, and they go out before um, before the before the elite women. Um, so, three, so three stages. So the first stage was the was the was the um, was the ITT uh, in Lake. 
um, which was very, which was a kind of very short stage, and it was won by uh, Jessica Roberts of uh, Great Britain, with Anna de Reuter second and Lorena Ribes third. Now, the British team are slightly controversial. How so? How the how the how the healthy aging tier works is they have um, a mix of national teams. So you'll have national team Wales. Um, uh, national team uh, Slovakia, Sweden, Belgium, France, Denmark, uh, Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, uh, not Uzbekistan, U- Ukraine. Yeah, right, so they have yep, their national yep. teams. Then they have the Dutch teams, lots of Dutch teams. Now, Lorena Ribes, for example, rides for Swabo ladies, uh, their, their junior team. But Swabo didn't have a team. Lorena Ribes is riding for the um, region, her, her regional team. So there's some, there's some regional teams which are like the best young riders in that region. Yep. Then there are some te- Then there's lots of junior teams. Some of these teams are standard teams that have been riding together for ages. And it's really lovely to see, for example, Lara's Wild Deals has a junior team to go alongside its elite team um and then there are some teams that have just been pulled together just for this race right yep and so it means that the dutch don't have the four top dutch riders like for example the belgians have they're they're split out they're split out along the peloton um it's a nation's cup race and so far lorena Wibers um won the uh first race the trofeo dal moreno which is at yep. the trofeo alfredo binder and she was third at hent Elgem and Elgem was won by Amber van der Hulst. Okay, yep. Uh, who's, so there's there's like, and Anna de Reuter is a rider who won stages last year. Some riders are first year juniors, some riders are second year juniors. So Jess Roberts, Anna de Reuter, they've, they've raced here before. Um, others are brand new. What GB do, as well as having the British, British cycling team, they also had the British cycling academy team. Right. And they had the Welsh cycling team. And they're like, oh no, no, these are all separate teams. They're also, and the Welsh people swear up and down they're a separate team. Like, well, yeah, Jess Roberts I have is met, Welsh. I've met a couple of Welsh people in my time, and yeah, they do generally tend to swear that they're not English. So, <laughs> so yeah, so but the other two British teams, are, no, 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 they're definitely riding separate. They're definitely riding separately. They're definitely riding separately. But they looked like every time I saw them throughout the race, they very much, whether they were in the race or out of the race, they very much looked like one unit. Right, right. So they basically now, they moved as if they were all tied together. I get it. And the interesting thing is that it wasn't just someone like me who thinks they're all one team. It was everyone in the race were like, "Oh, it's a bit off that they have two teams, isn't it? They're basically riding together." Right. Um, so it, which whether that was true or not, um, gave them a bit of a dis- gave them an advantage. In, in they were gave, gave them a perceived advantage, and they had six riders, but also yeah. gave them a perceived disadvantage because if you're in the race and there's like you know if you're if you've had all four of your group of of one of the British cycling teams get into the breakaway plus two others, everyone else perceives them as riding together. Yeah, yeah. Well, they I were mean... very definitely perceived as riding together. Whether they were or not, I don't know. I didn't, you know, we didn't get to see it live. But yeah. it meant that it was quite difficult for them. So it's quite an interesting scenario. Um, it is. Because, I mean, yeah. And we do see that crop up every now and then. I mean, I remember we talked about this back at the start of the year because this is something that happens to Orica basically every year with the, the short block of Aussie races. Um, yes. You know, and, and 
even when you've got riders guest riding with other teams and stuff or at nationals in particular is where it really rears its head when you know you say have 12 riders from the orica squad in general yeah all there you know and it's nationals it's but the perception's still there and it's complicated enough when you're doing that as an elite cyclist you know when you're doing that in juniors that's that's also a little bit trickier because you don't have the same experience in navigating and negotiating your way through those situations yeah 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 so yeah so it's fun it's so it's it's a lot of fun so second stage was in buffalo so first stage was was hit up by jess roberts yep but she crashed in the second stage Ooh. and the second stage, and it's all attacking this is i mean the thing is is you go to the front of the race at the start and you've got like lining up on the front a whole load of the dutch riders who are hilarious they just take the piss out of me i you know the, especially the second year ones who i've interviewed last year oh you know what what you know they just take the piss a bit but you stand at the front <laughs> and you go, okay well what's your advice to anyone who's new to to ride this race oh stay at the front <laughs> <laughs> thank you junior young rider that was super helpful <laughs> so it was all attacking and group stage two and it was run by lorena won by lorena Weebers with amber van der Holst in second and young riders first year junior ava byward in third okay and so lorena wybers takes the takes takes the lead now yeah. the other interesting thing is they have some very strong teams so the restore cycling team they consistently manage to get all four riders or three or four three out of four of their riders into the front group oh, wow. um, one of my yeah. favorite riders um kirsty um kirsty ah oh, damn it i've completely forgotten her name I'm sorry, Kirsty, um, but Kirsty, she's a young Dutch Scottish rider, and she's hilarious and funny, and she kept coming forth, and I really felt for her because she was super lovely, super strong, and her team restore were great. Amma van der Holst rides for a team called Beat It, okay. spelled B-E-E-T, because it's about beat, beetroots. <laughs> but every time I said, when I tried to describe, oh, yeah, she rides for Beat It, people look at me and go, that's along the level of Baby Dump as a team name. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so yeah but the thing is is the other thing that happened in stage two as well as uh, stage two as well as jess roberts um crashing out was emma norsgaard the danish rider attacking being really strong all, all the way through and then having a mechanical with her bike in the last 3k that meant that she couldn't contest the sprint oh that's the worst it's just the worst Ugh. Yeah, and she was so strong all the way. And Emma Norsgaard, she's Danish. She's um, the uh, rider. She's the rider who uh, is the elite as well as the junior champion. So in the set, so in stage three, we hit sta- hit up stage three. And remember, they get they're fighting for the bonifications as well. Yep. Stage three is in Stads Canal again. Lots of small groups, lots of attacking. Uh, run by uh, Lorena Weebers again, with Amber van der Hulst second again, again and Emma Norsgaard yeah. in the third. Right. Now, it sounds really boring when you put the results this way, but these races were anything but boring. They're yeah, super yeah. exciting to watch. They're such good, strong young riders. And then the final stage in Finsterwalde, um, they, again, it's it's less windy, but they atta- they are doing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of attacking. It comes down to, like, they lots of small groups. Jessica Roberts, who'd um, started the race, all bruised and battered and was like, no, I want to, you know, I want to, want to take out a stage win. Um, she attacked in the last 20 kilometers, had a really long, had a long solo breakaway, was caught in the last three kilometers, attacked oh. again solo. Yeah. She was caught. And the Swedish champion, Clara Lundmark, attacked in the last kilometer and was caught. And it came down to a bunch of sprints. 
And it was won by Lorena Weebers, again, who oh, wow. masterfully fought off everyone yeah. for trying to get those. With Nonika Unikan, who's also a first-year junior in second, uh, Dutch junior, and Clara Lundmark of Sweden in, in first, and Kirsty Van Haften fourth. Um, wow. Poor Kirsty Van Haften. I love her. She's great. I hope she gets to become a pro because I really, really like her. Um, cool. So, yeah, so um, that was the... That, and so Lorena Weebers, no surprise, she's yep. won three out of four of the stages and she was on the podium for the ITT. Lorena Weebers wins with Amber van der Hull seconds, like 20 seconds behind her because Lorena Weebers has picked up all, all the, the uh, intermediate yeah. points. And Emma Norsgaard third in, at 21 seconds behind. Wow. That sounds so... Like, that sounds like a really thrilling race. I mean... It was... I, I especially, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go find the highlights of the last stage. I really want to see that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all amazing. They're all super strong. Like, will the brakes get away? Lots of riders attacking. Um, particularly interesting. Like you say to the juniors all the way through, look, this is the hardest race you will ever, you know, it's the hardest race you'll do as a junior. No question, hands down. And Borsley is also hard. That's, uh, you know, but this is the hardest race you'll do. They're literally living in the same place as the elites. They're eating in the same, t- at the same, t- at the same food at the same time in the same dinner halls as the elites. This is as near to getting, you know, they're riding on the same roads on yeah. the same days. This is as near to getting, uh, well, it's as neat of being an elite rider as you get without actually being an elite rider. Yeah. yeah. And I felt so sorry for the young Americans, the, the four young Americans, um, Summer Moak, Megan Heath, Megan Doherty, and Isabella... Oh, Bella Bike. She's Bella underscore bike on Twitter. And they were just... Every time I saw them, they were just super charming. Like You know like how um, there's two stereotypes of young Americans abroad? Please, do go on. And one of the stereotypes of young Americans abroad is just awful. And the other is absolutely charming. And these, these, these four USA riders were just completely, you know, I never saw them when they weren't smiling. And their coach was, oh, they cried all night. And like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, they just, they, they, they were just charming and lovely. And, and, just, and, and I felt for them so strongly that like the Americans, the Slovakians, the Ukraine, you know, the Ukrainians, the, the, the Kazakhstanis, this is the first time they've ever ridden anything like this. Yeah, like yeah. it's just this it's the small roads it's the position you know because the roads are very narrow you know you get riders lorena weavers after she won stage two did it after she fell in one of the ditches at the side of the road wow like you've got riders that ride a rider did fall in the canal and i shouldn't laugh because she broke a bone so Ooh, okay um, yeah, yeah, no, I hope well, yeah not gonna laugh thank you for for catching that before i no, no i did i did yeah yeah, yeah yeah you know i love riders falling in the canal but i felt for her but yeah look, yep. so it's so it's really difficult. Like you, like I talked to the Slovakian riders, the the future Peter Sagans, the future female Peter Sagans, and they're as they called themselves, and they're like, oh yeah, what's it like riding in Slovakia? They're like, well, five riders turn up right. at the start, yeah, and suddenly you're riding with like a hundred riders, and especially the ferocious Dutch girls who want to eat echelons for breakfast. You know, what should we have for breakfast? Let's have echelons. Um, yeah, and the, yeah. for the Americans, because American roads are huge, and and they're gigantic, and they're wide, and they're, you know, they're not they're not they're not surrounded by canals that you can fall into, and positioning is a huge thing because you just don't. I know we say this all the time, but you don't have to learn positioning in the same way when you're riding in the states because you it's more there's more difficult things because you know one of the things European riders struggle with is the fact that you can attack up, you know, it's like a a huge 
like a huge 10 meter 12 meter gap to attack in right exactly there's there's a lot of space and and yeah like in terms of your peripheral vision you're covering a much wider range of of um angle you know a much wider degree angle in terms of trying to keep your eyes on it um than on much narrower roads yeah yeah, and and these poor riders, they're so they're free. You know, they they suffered. The American riders suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered and learnt and learnt and learnt and learnt, and they were completely charming. You know, the, the Americans, the Slovakians, they were completely charming to be around. They were they were finding it difficult, but they were relishing it. You know, and and it was hard, and it was hard because you know because oh my goodness it's really difficult but if you can make it through the junior healthy junior healthy aging tour then maybe you can make it through the elite healthy aging tour and if you can make it through the elite healthy aging tour you can make it through the zero do you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly it's evelyn stevens had her article about her blog about dutch anxiety and how how it took her literally years to get to to get to be able to write to be able to feel comfortable riding in dutch races yeah and that was and that was when she was riding for the top team in the world, you know, with yeah, with yeah. people like Ina, Ina Yoko Teutenberg there to tell her how to do it, you know. Yeah, and, and help guide her through that whole process. Exactly. Like, it, it's a, you know, it's hard to overstate how, how steep the learning curve is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, so my, so I felt, I felt, you know, and, and it was, and there's also the situation where the riders were, like, lining up. They started out, like, the first stage, they'd line up 20 minutes early. And then the second stage, they'd ride up 30 minutes, uh, line up 30 minutes. And they were like 45 minutes before. And so I was talking to Kathleen Marsal, who's a two, you know, multiple junior, multiple world champion. And Kat was like, oh, they're just, they're, they're crazy. <laughs> well, you they're, get... they're all trying to be at the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, and then another, another, then the Welsh coach was saying, yeah, but it's difficult because you can't stop them because if they're, if they're standing there in the cold, they're standing there in the cold. But if they're not there and they want to be there, they'll be getting anxious and they'll be feeling yeah. anxious about the race. And again, this is stuff that you need to learn. So you'd see like, um, so of course a lot of the Dutch riders had their fam had their families there. So, um, some of the junior teams have better setups than elite teams had when I first started going to women's races. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. I think what it is is mummy and daddy have bought have paid for have are paying for it for them yeah okay. but you're looking at but but not just that because you're looking at like a team like beat it they've got a camper van and a team car full decals there's a camper van on the start line they're there for Emma van der Hulst. they're one of the strongest teams they had their riders they had riders um Susanna de Guda was uh Susanna de Zota was on a did you know did did one a one most aggressive rider they yep. had all their you know they had they had three out of four riders in in breakaways in the breakaways every day they never missed a break amber van der Hals came second but they have this incredible setup uh Lala's well wow deals they've got a car with exactly the same decals as the elite as the elite yeah, teams yeah. and they're like you're sitting there going wow juniors in a in a camper van like and then people are going, oh yeah, it's probably paid for by their parents. It's probably not paid for by the by the by by a sponsor. But it, it's it's really fascinating because and and again, juniors are going to be sitting there and realizing that they've got a better setup than a lot of the elites. And then there are these fascinating things that happen. So cats. So so the the three of the Danes were out of the race by the you know I think in the set on this on the second on stage three. And so Kat Marcel was taking the day, the riders who were out of the race with her in the team car. Yeah, yeah. So they're still getting experience in the race just from a different perspective. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're understanding, well, why didn't you come back to me when I was in when I when I had a puncture? Well, you can hear that they're not that there are times where they won't let the cars go back. You know, they won't yeah. let the cars go back. You can see how why you know why can't you give me a a toe through the peloton when I'm trying to get back? Well, you can hear the commissaires saying no toes, no toes, and shouting at people on the radio. And you can see, so you can see what your DS knows and what your DS doesn't know. And so it's 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 a fascinating. And there are other teams who did that too, apparently. Yeah. And it's fascinating to be. I think the Welsh teams did it too, so that you, as a young rider, can learn everything about racing you know you can learn so much about racing by being here because you get and and, you know there's no need to take an elite rider in the team car in the same way but it's Mm. it's an it would be super helpful wouldn't it like you know you're a you're an elite rider who's coming to europe for the first time from america or something or australia well can you get into the team car and see what it's like and see how 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 decision i mean maybe maybe your team would be less likely to want to give away those kind of secrets you know, because there's a different power differential, differential, but for a junior, when you're there to learn, yeah, yeah, it's definitely, old. definitely, cool. Well, I mean, it sounds so like was it was, race. yeah, it sounds like it was an awesome race for for the juniors um, on multiple levels, which is great. Um, but moving on to so the women's race is technically six stages, but they they number it five because we've got yeah. that split day um which usually comes later in the week but was the first day this time around so we had the time trial in the morning and then a shorter road stage in the afternoon on day one right yeah 76k 77k which is hilarious because that's still longer than the course will be um (laughs) then and you can watch it all live (laughs) 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 oh my god Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah. yeah, so stage two was basically the Lacourt um, Prudential Ride London Madrid Classic length. Awesome. Stage three, sta- sorry, stage, stage one at one B. B. Yeah. Stage two, two was a TTT, nineteen point six kilometres. But again, you know, like I said, that they kind of try and um, try and um, yeah, fuck with of- them. Get the results. So what, the so what they, they want, what, yeah. So what they what they do with the TTT is they don't work it out on time. You don't get the time gap in your in your finish and this is something they've done in this race every year you get point you get like bonification seconds so the first team to get everyone everyone who finishes um the, the four riders who fin- anyone who finishes in the first team gets 35 seconds yeah um any the, the second team gets 30 the third team gets something like 28 um the fourth team 25 or something like that 27 25 and then down by one second down yeah. to the end yeah so it doesn't matter if you crush the ttt it's about the um, finishing, you know, it's about yeah. the time. And because it's on four riders, and a lot of teams actually had lost riders by this point because it can be a, it can be a, it, it can be crashy. Those riders, any riders who come in late get the time that they've get, you know, get, uh, they don't, they, I can't remember what, I don't think they get any bonification. Right. And anyone who finishes with less than four riders doesn't count in the results for the stage, but they still can carry on. Right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. it's all basically to stop uh it's to stop for example if you were a ttt specialist team um that well we'll tell you about it in the in the results but you know it could otherwise the top five of your um of the your gc arrived to the ttt so it's all this kind of yeah. there are all these kind of um intermediate bonifications bonifications on the finish to make up for the fact that they don't have hills 
Yeah, yeah. So, and also, I mean, and this is the thing is on, you know, it's the classic, it's the classic optimist versus pe- pessimist thing where you could look at it and sort of go glass half empty, you know, they're, they're fiddling with the race to, to get the result they want. But you can look at it the other way where they're actually fiddling with the race to keep it competitive so that it's entertaining yes. racing, which, yes. you know, and is... So, and, so that, and so that riders who um, aren't in a strong T, 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 Team, <laughs> team. Um, thank you. Yeah. Fuck, I was struggling there. And riders who aren't in a strong TTT team um, can also still compete for the for the for the for the finish. So, yep. first stage ITT, sixteen point nine kilometers. First ITT of the year. Um, there might uh, uh, very important to see it. Won by Ellen Van Dyke, twenty seven seconds ahead of Anna van der Blegger. Lisa Bernauer third, thirty six seconds behind. Stephanie Paul from Savello Bigler fourth. Mm. Annemiek van Vleuten fifth, and Lisa Klein sixth. It was great so, to see Ellen back on on top with that. I mean, we know she's been riding on some hot form, but yeah, you know, she's been doing a lot of work for teammates so far this season. So. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and Ellen Van Dyke, and that sets the tone for the season because, as you say, Ellen Van Dyke has been racing uh, so strongly, so mm. amazingly strongly and brilliantly all season um, for her teammates, but she hasn't got a win. So to watch her win was just like, yes, Ellen! Like, but it also meant that Sunweb then are riding for Ellen. Yeah, yeah. So you hit up stage two, seven, seventy-seven kilometers, and these well, stages one are all about. 1B, sorry, yeah, 1B. Yep. All about um, attacking and groups and craziness and madness on the road. They end up with, like, groups that kind of form and split and echelons and, oh, awesomeness, just beautiful. This one ended with a group of around 14, of whom um, 12 came to the finish together. One by Amy Peters of Bowles Dolmans, with Barbara Gurishi of Canyon Shram in second, Lotta Lapisto third. Okay, cool. But in that What's front that group, also... Well, also in that front group, none of those are GC threats. Yeah. Also in that front group, Ellen Van Dyke, Anna Van der Breger, Lisa Blenauer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so basically, nothing changed from the morning. Lisa Klein. So yeah, so all right. all it means is I think they might have picked up some sprint immediate bonifications. Right. Stage yeah. two, stage two, the TTT. Yep. Now, the TTT is again. This is it's not the first TTT of the season, but it's the first big TTT of the season because yeah. there was one at Set Man. Valenciana but that was being ridden that was at the same time as like most of the big guns were racing in the in the in the world tour right right so here's the question Bowles won the team time trial at the world championships yep can they do that without Ellen Van Dyke what will Canyon Schramm be like Cervelo Bigler clearly wants to win TTTs and Team Sunweb is a complete unknown yeah but also has Ellen Van Dyke so I mean, that has Ellen Van Dyke yeah. and also Lucinda Bland, yeah, who yeah. is um, who'd, who'd been passed the Rabo Live very strong TTT team. Exactly. Now, so on paper, it's it's certainly not out of the question for them to be competitive, but it makes you know, like you say, this is the first major TTT of the season, and and you know, it's one massive open-ended question. Yeah, and it was particularly interesting because Anna Van der Blegger and Amy Peters are new for Bowles Dolmans. Mm. Um, and they've got Am- Amalia Diedrichsen. They don't have riders like Lizzie Danen in there. They don't have um, poor Meg- Megan Guarnier, who's out with concussion still. And I really hope she's okay. Let's just take a moment to hope that Megan yeah. Guarnier is okay. Um, yeah, poor Megan. Um, but Bowles won. Yep. 
31 seconds ahead of Cervelo Bigler, who only had four riders because they right. had crashes. Yeah. And which was amazing. Mm, mm. Joint on 31 seconds, Team Sunweb. Wow. Behind them in fourth, Canyon Shram at 34 seconds. Jeez, that's close. And then in fifth, uh, the Netherlands national team. Right. Which right. had never, they you know, they'd never trained back, though, for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they have Annemiek van Vleuten, Rianne Marcus, Michael Bulgaard, Anouk, Anouska Costa, Roxanne Knetemann. Uh, they have never ridden together as a TTT squad. Right. They wouldn't ride yeah. together. So, yeah, yeah. so for them to hit, for them to come so forth come was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But but the time gaps. So this is why they do what they did because the, you know thirty one seconds, thirty one seconds, thirty four. Okay, that's undoable. One twenty four to the Netherlands. One forty five to Park Hotel Valkenburg in sixth. Then you kind of end uh, really quickly into three into into the sort into of high no, two, three. late three minute sort of mark. yeah yeah yeah. Okay. And also and and yeah and it's like and there are some really interesting teams because the other thing I should tell you about Healthy Aging Tour. Is they have a mix there to point two race. They deliberately invite local riders, um, local teams uh, like N N V N N W V G U plus uh, Team Venta, for example. But they also Jan van Arkel. Yep. And they have a separate rider for they have a separate jersey for club rider. So they've got like a really interesting set of set of teams there but some of the you know so when you look at them and you're going okay well that's that gives them chances to race ttt's too and to see how they compare and you know but obviously if you're team wnt from the uk you're not on ttt bikes for example <laughs> and you and you don't train for ttt's because yeah. it's not um it's not a big it's not a it's not a um yeah it's not a core not, core focus for what you're trying to do day in and day out yeah yeah um, so yeah, so Ellen Van Dyke is still in the lead because right. of where they were, but her gaps dropped to Van der Brega. Okay, did so, it did it drop by that much? Um... No, not by that. No, no, not by about right. ten. By about ten sec. By about ten seconds. Okay, yeah, like. yeah. Because I was going to say so, the way the TTT gets scored, it um, balls winning would matter, but because basically they came. Uh, Sunweb was third, but on the same time as Cervelo, I wasn't sure how that was going to shake out. So yeah. yeah. Um, stage three is the local station starts canal, which you basically cycle out of the holiday camp. You stay in and go down the road and you get to the start and finish line. Um, groups attacking, splitting up escape group being caught with like 10 seconds with, with, um, with, uh, with, uh, with, uh, with, oh no, even worse than that, because this was the stage when, um, <laughs> this was the stage where <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because it's like amazing. But um, this is the stage where we had this long solo breakaway by uh, amazing, amazing young rider. Um, oh, I'm picturing her face. This is so bad. I'm so bad at. I'm so bad at my job. <laughs> so bad at names and faces today. So so bad at names and faces today. Uh, long solo break by going down the results until I see her, find her in the in the in the results. Um, she's a. Uh, Nicole Steichinger. Okay. Nicole Steichinger. Now, one of the things that's really special about the Healthy Aging Tour is you have riders who've ridden as a junior obviously have an advantage when it comes to the elites, yeah? Yep. And Nicole Steichinger, I, she's a first-year elite. I first met her two years ago at the Healthy Aging Tour junior race where she and her teammates, uh, Michael Bougard uh, was one of them, um, uh, rode 
and won the TT won the TTT. Right. And um, Nikos Stakhenko went on to be a Netherlands national champion. And for some reason, they're in the break. Stakhenko's in the break, and Stakhenko attacks solo for the last twenty uh, twenty k to go. As you do, I guess. Yeah, and it's like. No, Nicole, this is no chance of winning. But there she is. She's going and going and going. She's a first-year elite. The group gets caught behind her, and Steichenger gets caught, I think, with, like, two kilometres to go. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Brutal. I mean, that's Brutal. One, that's one where you almost... I mean, I know that you can't, and I know that you wouldn't, because, you know, Junior's got to learn and stuff. But, but oh, man, I kind of wish that she'd been able to hold on for two more Ks. <laughs> You know. Oh, I know everyone did. Everyone did. And but there's something really special about seeing riders who were good at the junior race then going on to be good at the elites. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, uh Mackay, for example, won a st- won stages here when she was a junior. Yeah. And so there's something really special about seeing the juniors step step up and and, and have a go. And and so all these 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 all the way through, there were lots and lots of breaks, lots of attacks, early breaks that turn into long breaks. And behind them, all the way through, Team Sunweb is having to do all the chasing because they hold the yellow jersey. Yep, yep. And they've got quite a young team. Two of their riders are first-year juniors as well. Yeah. So it's it's you're like, oh, this is really really fascinating because it's normally it's Ellen Van Dyke's job, but but what everyone else was doing was going, okay, well we're going to exhaust out all their little juniors, all their young, all riders. young riders. Yeah. yeah. Um. And force and Ellen into a position to... where she has to do the work and then hopefully tire her out and beat her. Yeah. Yeah. But Le- Leanne, Leanne Lippert and uh, Juliette, Juliette Labou are first year, are first year juniors. Um, the only kind of big... They've got Flirty Mackay, amazing rider, but, but still young. Lucinda Brands and Ellen Van Dyke as yep. the as the, as the, the rider. senior Uli, riders Uli, on the team. Yeah, and Eunice yeah, Souk is it. So they don't have their strongest team. So, you know, there's, there is... So, for example, um, Ellen's Ellen's amazing work led to Corin Rivera winning uh, winning uh, the Ronde van Vlaanderen and the Trofeo Binder. But but the, she's not there, yeah? Um, yeah, because she's you know I guess she's had well you know you've just won Flanders, yeah you can have a break, congratulations. So anyway, so stage three, uh, Nicole Steichinger is out solo, but she's caught just kilometres from the line, comes in big bump sprints won by Lisa Blenauer, Canyon Shram's first win of the season. Really? Wow. Yep. I mean, I, I, it makes sense. Like, as you say it, I'm like, yeah, actually, yeah, I don't recall it. It just, but it also seems so late in the season for that to be true. Well, this is the interesting thing, because remember a couple of years ago when uh, Rabo Liv were out there, they, they, mm. their goal was to win a race without Mariana Voss. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the, in, and they'd been really aggressive all the way through the season, and mm. the first winner was Lucinda Brand winning the Healthy Aging Tour, which was literally the last race before Mariana Voss came back. Yeah, yeah, so crazy. So, you know, so it's it's kind of like there is a... Yeah, there is a repeats um, a little bit here, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's yeah, and Canyon Stram have been super aggressive. They've been mm. really trying hard. They've got um, they got uh, Elena Cicchini is the only rider to be in the top ten of all the uh, five uh, World Tour races yeah, yeah. so far. She was third in Ronda Van Venter. Um, Brenauer had come had obviously come come third in the first stage of the health aging tour gorishi had come second in payo hills and 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 the stage and the stage here um 
you know, Tiff Cromwell came third in the Samin. But none of that. They needed that win. They really, really needed that win. And they got it with Bernauer. So, you know, and Bernauer also is, is in the running for the GC. Lisa Klein, who's in the running for GC, came second with Ellen, da- Ellen Van Dyke third. Okay, cool. So they're hitting it hard. They've they got are. this. They've got two more stages to go. Stage four, Finsterwalder. Early break goes um, uh, with. Uh, it started off by um, Davis, who's later from Ali Cipollini, and one of the another, you know, another um, another uh, another rider who I can't remember. Mika Kroger from Canyon Shram was out in every single break. Right. Um, uh, Leona de Jong from run from from Team uh, Team Denta or one of those teams had been had been out there, joined by other riders. They end up with um, a group which has. A group of seven, Leona de Jong, Danica Blam, who, you know, you wouldn't yep. be expected to hear the, heard of these riders. Ali Dragoo of Savello Bigler, who'd attacked solo from a group break last year and won a stage. Yep. Mika Kroger from Kenya, David Tuzleiter from Ale, and then Chantal Black as the only bowls rider with Susanna Anderson of High Tech um, in right. that group. Yep. Now, this is Sunweb being forced to chase again, yeah. forced to chase, forced to do all the work. All the other big teams, you know, pretty much one of the only teams without a rider up there. They might have had a rider in there who'd, who'd fallen back. Do you think Doing that was really... a case of Sunweb missing it or um, or just, you know, the relative um, inexperience of some of their riders just not having the strength to get into it? Well, the thing is they'd had Flirtia Mackay in the break the day before and they'd yeah. been complaining about how Flirtia had ridden in that break because apparently she'd been like not taking her turn she'd just been sat on the back and there was apparently there was some criticism of her for not having well, but... gone to the front disrupted the group oh right i yeah okay. so right because what you do what you're supposed to do in that scenario is you go to the front and you take your turn and your turn yeah. is really really annoying you know you change the pace you don't let them just roll you change the pace so that yeah. so that you know you can but, either I mean, speed it up and slow I mean, it, you know slow it down a bit yeah but that is very much a, a question of tactics at the time because the other you know tactic that is often used is to just sit there and and just be purely defensive and then that way sunweb gets to force some other team to chase um, yeah, but yeah. but this time, but the the thing that they did have advantages to is once you start ticking down in the race, you get people who want to who want to, who want to help you. And and Ellen Van Dyke is also, you know, they're a, they're not they're not an unpopular team in the peloton. You yeah. know, there are some teams that are unpopular teams in the peloton, and people aren't going to help you. Right. And then there's other teams who become who become who become who who you know you know Ellen. Everyone knows how much work. Ellen Van Dyke has done for her teams, right? Yeah. So you kind of um, you know that you know that you, so so it's interesting. It was just an interesting an interesting, yeah, interesting scenario. No, yeah. But would this would this break is the break that made it all the way to the end? Right. Yep. Chantal Black wins um, Bowles Dolman's third stage in the race uh-huh. with Susanna Anderson of High Tech second and Diva Tuzlater of Ali Cipollini third. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now, I, I would have from that group, I'd, I would have expected it be Chantal probably. So yeah. Yeah, but Bowles on fire. Yes. Susanna Anderson, another first year June, another first year elite who'd been a superstar of the race for the last two years she'd been i don't think she won a stage she couldn't think remember if she'd won a stage but she'd been like she'd been really challenging and she's definitely one of the high one of the high 
point riders for future and high tech had been sending their riders out into tons of breaks so you know it paid off yeah so they go into the final stage Ellen Van Dyke is leading. Eight seconds that break made it home by, by the way. Wow. Ellen Van Dyke's leading. Anna van der Breggen's 24 seconds behind for balls. Can you, Lisa Banauer's 32 seconds behind. Lisa Klein is 51. And then you get to Amy Peters is 105. Christina Mayerus is 109. Uh, Lucinda Brand of Sunweb is 118. Lotta Lepisto is 120. Amelie Dudekson is 136. Lefleurie Mackay, 147. And then in 11th, Chantelle Black, 159. Now, the reason I go down to Chantelle Black is that's one, two, three, four bowls riders within a minute. Yeah, yeah. And this is, and so there's and- everything... Well, and and just going back to that earlier point then about the TTT is like if you've got four bowls riders at that point and then if you took the TTT results and did it just on time splits, um, you know, it would have this huge impact on your your overall. Yes. Yeah. So, and it goes into the final stage, Borkham, the island, something like um, eight laps. Uh, It's along the seafront and then it's through a nature reserve. In the past, it's been howling gales, but this year it was a it was like a summer day. It was racing in the and uh, it's it's the last stage and they hit it up and very early, either in lap one or lap two, um, they I think it was in lap one. Break goes. The break is Christine Mayerus, Roxana Knetemann, and Barbara Gurvishi. Okay. Yep. Now this is important because. They pick up a break, a, a, a large, a large lead, and they get out so that Mayerus, who's like one oh nine behind Van Dyke, becomes the virtual race leader. Right, leader on the road. Okay, leader on the road, and you're looking at it, and the big question for Sunweb is, what do they do about this? Because if they chase too early, if they catch too early. Anna van der Breger is going to attack. Yes. Or maybe Amy Peters is going to attack. Or maybe Amalia Diedrichsen is going to attack. And it's like, it's like you know, they've got enough riders there that they can't let like go. Yeah, and yeah. So they're, so they're chasing, and, and the gap's fluctuating. And I've got a great story about this. I was going to say, that, that must be the hardest part, because the truth is, if you're Sunweb at that point, you don't necessarily need to catch. You just need to get down to a minute, basically. Yeah. And the thing is, is, is so afterwards, I talked to Ellen Van Dyke about it. And she said, yeah, the hardest thing was to stop the young riders from going too soon. Because, yeah. you know, they're a very young team, apart from her and Lucinda Brand. So her and Brand were keeping having to say, no, no, slow it down, slow it down. And that's why the gap was fluctuating. Right. Yeah. So they're riding, they're racing out together, this trio. They're going out for over, uh, over 100 kilometers together. Yeah. Wow. But yeah. they get caught in something like the last three and they get caught because it's not just Sunweb, this, 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 this race. There's mm. a lot of riders who want to go to a sprint. Yeah. Yeah. And so you have teams like Ale Cipollini taking their turns on their front. You had teams like um, high tech taking their turns on the front. Um, and it's, and it's, and they just made it, it was just a master. It wasn't, it's not necessarily the most exciting race to watch. It's more like a men's race in that respect. Yeah. But the finish, but it was, it was genius. The tactics were amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the finish is this snaky technical finish. There's this like S shaped curves coming into the finish line cool. and they charge through it. And it's won by Amelia Muberg of high tech products. Wow. 
Cool. With Lucinda Brown in second. Yep. And Amalia Diedrich, Amalia Diedrichson, a bit, little bit grumpy in third place. <laughs> because for once she couldn't hide behind someone else and surprise everyone, or no, 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 no. Amalia Diedrichson is awesome. No, because she has very high standards for herself. Yeah. yeah. But this is for Amelia Muberg. This is by far the biggest win she's ever had in her career. Yeah. You know, she's she won a state. I mean, and... if you look back over her Balmares. Um, she started in 2000, 2010. She's won a stage at the Tour de l'Ardèche. She won a stage at the Trophée d'Or back in uh, Trophée d'Or back in 2011, but that's right. not as big. No, in 2012, no. she won um, the Tour of, of Zushan Islands, but again, that's that's not yeah. the overall tour. That's not a big race. 2013, 14, she didn't have a win. Last year, she won a stage at the Czech um, Tour. De, she won two stages at the Czech tour de feminine and she was on the podium in the sparkas and giro and the ladies tour of norway but this is uh sorry that's 2015 last year she had a podium in norway and the race that's run by her family (laughs) (laughs) and she had a podium at the benet ladies tour but this winning a stage at the healthy aging tour is by far the biggest race win of her career and she was as you can imagine, delighted. Yes, yeah, of course, of course. And correct me if I'm wrong, but that's High Tech's first win of the season too, isn't no, it? No, High Tech. No, High Tech have High Tech had the um, High Tech. Yes, yes, yes. It's High Tech's High Tech's High Tech's. I mean, they'd had a great, great result with with Susanna Anderson. Yes, coming um, coming second, but they, yeah. uh, but but to have a win here is amazing. So let's just have a quick look. They might they may have picked up something small. Um, no, that's their first win of the season. They had, um, they had, and that's the first, the first podiums of the season. Although yeah. Miriam Bjornswood was over in the ladies' tour of Thailand, where she had a third, second place and a third place. Okay. So yeah. um, she was sec- she was third overall, and she had a second place on the podium. But no, this is high techs, and and for high tech, who are the biggest small team in the peloton? Yeah. You know, I th- I thought high tech. They have it last year. They had Kirsten Veeld. You know that that. They they can get lots of they can get lots of wins from her, but I thought this year, yeah, will they even get to be to be able to go to the World Tour races this year? Yeah, you know, yeah. but they've got Susanna Anderson, who um, uh, very strong junior. You may remember she was um, on the podium in the in the ITT in the world, and she was um, knocked off her bike by a police officer. Yes, in Qatar and. Yeah. Still, still got onto the podium for the ITT. No, sorry, that's after the ITT. Still got onto the podium for the road race, but she'd been one of the favourites to win the road race. But obviously, she, you know, being knocked yeah. off your bike by a police officer is a pretty strong, in a deliberate attack, you know, in a deliberate move was was a pretty strong. Yeah, it uh, was. It was happened. the kind of thing that will mess with your head a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, Susanna Anderson. That's one thing. But Emilia Muberg to win is mm. another thing, and it's and it's great for them. But it also meant that Ellen Van Dyke having taken the GC leader's jersey in the first stage on the strength of variety T, kept it for the whole race. And that is huge That's... because Bulls Dolomans had a lot of big right. You know, Bulls were the biggest yeah. threat, but yeah. Canyon Stram were a, main, were a huge threat. Savello Bigler, Lisa Klein was the best young rider, were a huge, was, were a huge threat. Yep, yep. So, yeah, I mean, that was... And there are some awesome photos that um, Ellen nicked all the rest of the... Uh, yellow jerseys that she could get her hands on saying oh can i have them to can i have them to 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 to, to give yeah. you know, to so sign and give away to people and yeah yeah and so there's a picture of she got all of her team wearing yellow jerseys 
afterwards oh, saying this is a team win. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But I mean, you're 100 percent right. It's so good to see Ellen, you know, not just on that uh, first ITT stage, but to hold the GC lead throughout and take it out for the the tour. But I mean. Look, bowls were such a threat. I mean, you'd already mentioned that they had like four riders in the top uh, 15 earlier. On the final GC, they had five riders in the top 11, you know. Yeah. Like, like... Bowls were, ex- bowls were, bowls, and they naturally won the team, won yeah. the team prize, which they deserved to. But, yep. but yeah, it was, it was really interesting because bowls, bowls should have, should have stolen that race from Van Dyke. Yeah. Yeah. But, like just on the strength of the team, on the on the strength of yep. you know on 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 who on who they had who they had racing. And, and, this and is the thing is that uh, well, for me anyway, and you know uh, everyone's got the right to see it differently. But for me, I think it would have been a poorer race or a much less compelling race if um, you know, as we've touched on the the things that the organisers have learnt over the years to do with like the TTT and and stuff like that to adjust the way that um, stage wins and bonifications work to keep the race exciting, um, I think shows through in this result because you know Bowles could have just blown it out of the water on the back of their TTT. Yes, yes, and I mean, and it's and it, this is a question of do you have a TTT or not? Because if you have a TTT, you do get. And in a race, you know, you you it, it's much more attractive to to your teams like Cervelo and to, um, you know, the uh, Bowles, Dolmans and Canyon Shram because yeah. they and they have a, they have a certain rep to protect, you know. Like it's not going to get you having a TTT won't get you those teams when there's a World Tour on, but yep. it's much more it makes it much more attractive having an ITT. I mean, Annemiek van Vleuten pulled out um after stay after the first two say in a planned in a planned leave but she wanted to ride an itt and she wanted to ride a ttt because she said yeah. she's not going to get to ride another ride with with orica she's not going to get to ride another itt till june yeah yeah exactly and so you end up with you end up with like a bigger field um a, a much you know much much bigger field than than you would than you would get otherwise and you get and it makes it really interesting racing because you know, the, one of the problems with the TTTs is um, is is that they're not is that you know not many teams specialise in them. Yeah. But they're intre- But it. But you need to have a certain number of them so that people rider teams can practice for worlds at the end of the year and see how they're going. Exactly. So yeah, sorry, I've rhapsodised for hours about the healthy <laughs> aging tour, and I'm sorry. It's no, just well, it was, I mean, it was a... look, we've covered two five day tours basically, so you know it's quite a bit of racing when you add it up. Um, yeah yeah and look it it was also the major racing for the week and i think it deserved the attention and you know it just sort of um complimentary to what i was saying earlier about you know some of the bigger race organizers who can't or refuse to to provide coverage of their races well this is kind of the trade-off isn't it like you're going to get more attention paid to races that are more accessible to fans so you know there we go yeah um sorry yep yeah, and it, it's you know completely. So it's Ellen Van Dyke, Anna Van der Breger, um, Lisa Bellenauer on the podium, Lisa Klein, best young rider, mm. and it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's yeah it's 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 awesome. Yeah, it's, it's a really... great great race, great set of results, and I love that it did. You know, at the elite level, have that mix of so many riders in their in their first or second elite year racing it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, showing showing their experience from their junior years. Like you say, it's so cool seeing them come through, take that step up at the graduated level and and take it right to the, the front of the race. Yeah. 
Very cool. Yeah. We've got um, Amstel Gold coming up on Sunday. Amstel Gold. I'm so excited. Amstel Gold on Saturday, tomorrow. Yep. Oh, Um, Saturday, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Oh, my God. I'm completely confused. (laughs) Um, The thing is, I I had it fixed in my head as Sunday, but that could be because it finishes on Sunday morning. Uh, Ah, yeah. So it's, it's 121 kilometers. Yep. It's which makes it 30k shorter than the Flanders. It's got 17 climbs including four times up the Kalberg. Wow. Okay. Cool. So they start um they ride four they yeah, ride Sunday. four they yeah to confirm Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Um they ride four circuits. Um they ride loops um like weird you know like how Amstel Gold it's it's one of those spaghetti dropped on the floor races. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And they have the Hemmerberg, the Bemerleberg, and the Kalberg. And the fourth and final ride up the Kalberg is at the end with a 1.1 kilometre dash to the finish line. See, that's going to be really interesting. And we've already seen a lot of interesting finishing two races um, so far this year with, with things like that, where there's uh, a climb or a cobbled section or whatever, and then a turn to, to run to the end. But I tell you what, the thing that's got me most intrigued um, and interested in this is, um, you know, this is the fourth edition ever, I think, of Amstel Gold for the women, and it's been 14 yeah. years. Like, it was Nicole Cook who won it last time. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, we've touched on this a couple of times already this year, but I'm looking at riders like Lizzie Danen, um, you know, has to be wanting to to add this. well well you know what's going to be interesting uh please every every single dutch rider has this as her target as a dream race yeah and it's a dream race in ways that is really hard to comp well it's like it's on the level of you're born of your yodin dora you're born in flanders your your dream race is is the run of van vlanderen yeah but every single dutch race this is the dutch classic this is the Kalberg, which is where, you know, their iconic, their absolutely iconic Dutch climb. So you have riders like, this is where we're going to see if, if we're also going to get to see if riders like Mariana Voss, Paulina Fran Prevost, have they just been targeting the Ardennes week yeah, or not? Yeah. You know, we know. This. Yeah. I'm also curious to see riders like, um, you know, I, I know it's a little bit um, outside what you might initially think of, but Elisa Longo Borghini is definitely a question mark oh. in my mind. Elisa has to be a favourite. Yeah. The thing is, is is it going to be a bunch sprint or is it going to be um, a break? Is it going to be a breakaway or solo a group? Because that one point one kilometre, yeah. if there's any way at all of getting back, we could see Corinne Rivera win her, for example, win her third um world tour race of the season exactly and you know? Corinne has quite quite ably demonstrated to us just last week that she can make it over the climbs if she needs to so but also and, and as you said lizzie danen yep. i mean she's not been she's not shown at her best at all this season and no. you know this she has she has she has <laughs> look there's a whole bunch of reasons why that may be but one of those reasons definitely has to be that she's been waiting for this week so yes so this is where this is where this is where the it's the final chance to get your classics glory in yeah. um then you have flesh on wednesday and that's insane and then you have liege on the following sunday the first yeah. time there's ever been a women's liege baston liege now we don't know if we're going to get to see any of flesh or liege live they're both run by the air so 
you know, the ASO, we've talked a lot about them this this podcast. They're not particularly interested in showing women's racing. Yeah. So mm. don't get don't get don't get your hopes up for those. But the last 40 minutes of the women's Amstel Gold should be live and we should be able to see it. It's actually being shown on Eurosport Australia, Dan, for you. Yeah, if you have, as um, as uh, Bradley, Sir Bradley McGee's uh, kids call it, rich people's TV. So, yeah. <laughs> if you, yes, but that you know what that what that also means, don't you? That I don't. Robin have Hood it. streams. Yeah. Robin Hood <laughs> streams. There are the Robin Hoods of the internet, robbing from the rich and giving to the poor. Yes. I.e. Dan um, will be will be there to rescue you. So you know, don't get don't get don't get cool. too downhearted, Daniel. There will be ways. All right, there'll um, be ways. Um, it's going to be an exciting race, and yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out. Hopefully for the live coverage of that last forty minutes or so, maybe an hour. Uh, hope cross fingers stuff. Um, we will be back, of course, to talk about that uh, next week. And um, in the meantime, if you would like to speak to either Sarah or myself, you can find us on Twitter. Sarah is at PW Cycling. I am at Dan W Official. Uh, you can also go to our website. ProWomenCycling.com. Hey, I got the cue right that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, um, of course, if you would like to make yourself feel better, look better, and be more attractive to whoever you want to be attractive to, go to Patreon.com slash WomenCycling. And for a couple of bucks a month, you can improve your quality of life. And, ironically, the quality of Sarah's life. So, you know... <laughs> Yes, um, thank you for joining us. I'm sorry I'm not at my best and brightest. I'm still in the Netherlands. <laughs> it's jet lag all, all the way, all the way back. Yeah, it's thank not you. jet lag. It's, it's it's having been to a civilized country and having to come back to Britain. <laughs> well, on that cheerful note, thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>